quoting is, is 1 Corinthians 14.1. But just be prayerful about that, that, um, that what we're going to be focusing, and, and again, not that we haven't been, we have been, but intentional. We're going to be intentional in this coming year about Sunday mornings or about corporate worship. So I'll put that on your radar and Katie's radar. Being led, uh, you always have been led by the Spirit, so I'm not saying you're not. But just to continually be led, continually. There's a hunger in me more Good. for more uh, of this move Good. of the Spirit and uh, spiritual gifts and prophesying. There has been an increase mm-hmm. in desire for that in me in the last Good. several months. So Good. So go go for that. And, and then so um, a time of corporate word. So all of us that share, all of us that are teachers here. Right, just be ready and, and, and be ready to do what we're, we've, you've seen us do, just to flow with God in the Word. Right? Yes, we'll study. Yes, we'll pray. Yes, we'll prepare. But I want all of us that speak and pastor to be in the moment, mm-hmm. speaking as the Spirit would and all that. For all of you guys, be ready, just in case I might look up and go, So, Teresa, what's God been telling you? Mm-hmm. And come up and you share. Right, mm-hmm. and you come up and, and, and bring a peace, right, mm-hmm. and stuff. And it, it doesn't have to be long. If I call on you, I, I promise this, I will not give you a heads up. <laughs> right, that's my, my number one promise. <laughs> I, I also promise this, no embarrassment. This is, mm-hmm. not, this is not a test of spirituality. Mm-hmm. This is just opportunity, yes. right, to flow and to step out and to do those things. Because that makes sense? Yes. And then just a move of the Spirit. Right, just to, to be ministering to people in the spirit. There's a message I still I thought I'd get to it back in October, but we kept steering off of it. Uh, but there's a whole aspects of the gospel that have I have seen in a new freshness, if you will, of helping people. Right, and it's through the declaration of the gospel. Right, so we'll cover some of that. I hope uh, in the coming times. But that's Sundays. But Thursdays are about conversation. Right, so Sundays are that corporate word, corporate worship, and, and corporate ministry of the Spirit. But Sunday or Thursdays are going to be about conference. And again, they've practically always been, but to just kind of give it some, again, intentionality, they're going to be about conversation. Right, conversation with Him. So we're going to take time and pray every Thursday when we come together. Right, um, I'd help me, I'll ask Selena to help me and, and stuff to keep me on track that that always needs to happen. Mm-hmm. Even if it's just a few minutes, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But there always needs to be a time where we're talking to and with God and we're listening, right? Be expecting that I'll do like I have done, that, okay, uh, what, you, what you're hearing. Mm-hmm. And we might take times where if I don't just start talking, it's because I know somebody's supposed to, else is supposed to say something. Right, and I'm going to endeavor to ask the Lord to show me who that might be, and I'll give you some time to hear. But I might look at me and say, "Courtney, God's been saying something to you." Pastor Mark does that to us all the time yeah. <laughs> on, when we go to Wednesday nights, you know, just to get fed or yeah. refreshed and stuff. There will be times when he's like, "Okay, there's somebody that has something," and inside I'm like, well, "I mean, I'm always ready, but I don't really have something specific." But okay, well, I'll be ready, you know. But I don't say anything because other people. Might, you know, need to be the one that, no. and then they'll say, Selena, why don't you just go ahead and share with you? Like, oh, every time, every time, every time I'm there. Okay. When you go with Selena, you're like, Selena's going to be up there. <laughs> you wait long enough. 
does. So, he calls you out, though. So we'll do That's that. Awesome. Is y'all willing for that? And then, uh, as well, times of this kind of conversation. So please come with questions. I know, again, that, that might be new for, for some of us. But this is a place to, to have questions asked. And there'll be times I'll ask you questions, right? Because we want it to be about that conversation. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So 1 Corinthians 13. To, to look at this, this is what kind of came to me during prayer that I think is where we'll share tonight. Uh, very famously, we know this as the great love chapter, uh, but I'm not going to hit that part. We're going to pick up in verse 8. Verse 8 says, love never fails. But then he begins, he opens, it's, and it's not a different conversation, right? So he's not changing subjects. He says, love never fails, but wherever there are prophecies, they will fail. Wherever there are tongues, they will cease. Wherever there is knowledge, it will vanish away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part, but when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part will be done away. I'm going to read this from uh, the Passion Translation. We've been kind of having a, a Bible crush, Selena and I, on the Passion Translation. Uh, and it says this, Love never stops loving. It extends beyond the gift of prophecy, which eventually fades away. It is more enduring than tongues, which one day will fall silent. And again, just to say that, do y'all understand that, that things like prophecy and tongues, they're only for today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You've heard me say this before. They're, they're like a gallon of milk. They have an expiration date on them. They're mm-hmm. going to only be good up until the day Jesus returns. And when he returns, that gallon of milk will be done away with. Why? Because that which is perfect has come. We won't need it. We need it now. Mm -hmm. Because we live in the time that is imperfect. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Prophecy. What is, again, prophecy? It's edification. It's exhortation. It's comfort. Prophecy also can be mixed with two other gifts of the Spirit, the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge. And it can tell things. We can actually, in some cases, maybe predict future activities or events. We can sometimes be able to predict motives and why things are happening. Those are different things. So, and why do we need that for now? Because we don't know. Right. We see in it. Right. Say, I don't know. I don't know. How many of you have felt like you're in a time of I don't know? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't know. This is this was what came to me tonight. For if you're here and there's the I don't knows going on, we're going to talk about the I don't knows. What do we do in the I don't knows? Does that make sense? Because we live in an imperfect time, right? A time where, where our capacity is limited still, right? It's finite. So he says this, it endures more than tongues which one day will fall silent. Love remains long after words of knowledge are forgotten. Isn't that cool? Mm-hmm. Our present knowledge and our prophecies are partial. But when love's perfection arrives, and that's talking about Jesus, the partial will fade away. Right? And then he says, when I was a child, I spoke as a child. I saw as a child. I reasoned as a child. But the day became when I was mature, and I put away all the childish things. It says in verse 13, for now we see in a faint reflection riddles and mysteries as though reflected in a mirror. But one day we will see face to face. My understanding is incomplete now, but one day I will understand everything. 
just as everything about me has been fully understood. Now, here's what I want to get to, verse 13. And I'm going to jump back over to New King James. And now, everybody say now. Now. And now, everybody say now. Now. And now, everybody say now. Now. So when is now? Now. Now is the imperfect time. So what do we do when we don't know? Now abides faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. Do you know why the love is the greatest? It's the only one that's eternal. Because love is God. God right. is love. Right. So of these three, and again, we're going to just for fun, just because I like to try to have as much fun as I know how, right? These are your three amigos. Remember remember that old cheesy movie with, who was it, Chevy Chase and Steve Martin, Steve Martin and Martin. I saw it. Other day. I want to watch it. It came up on like one of the, our streaming services. Can you imagine a Guatemalan the first time I watched that <laughs> The movie, Three Amigos. I was like, what are they trying to do? Or how many of you, maybe this is dating me. Remember Disney had the Three Caballeros? Yes. The three Caballeros. Yeah. Three but uh, so, <laughs> anyway, that was fun. <laughs> so, faith, hope, and love are your three amigos in the times that you don't know. Do you, do you see this in here? I don't know if I'd ever seen that before. Paul is saying, hey, listen, we live in a time full of I don't knows. It's why we have prophecy. Again, it's why we have tongues. One of the actions we can do is pray in the Spirit. Remember Paul, and he's going to tell you in just the next chapter, just the next verses, he's going to say things like, he that speaks in an unknown turn, he's speaking out mysteries. Right? He's still talking about the I don't know. So we pray in tongues, and it helps pray out the unknowns of our life. But listen, hang with your three amigos when you don't know. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. When we don't know what's going on, stay with your three buddies. Amen. Remember, I mean, I mean, this, remember we, we had a buddy system. Anybody grew up with a buddy system? You know, when you have as many kids as we do, we have an inbuilt Holloman buddy. And when they were little, they all knew it. And we would get out of the car yeah. and I'd say, everybody grab your buddy. And there'd be little hands grabbing other little people everywhere, <laughs> right? And I'd grab hers because she was my buddy, yes. right? And so that was, I would say, grab your buddy. And everybody would grab a buddy. And we would tell them. And because it was an older kid with a younger kid. And we'd say, if you lose your buddy, it's your fault. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> right? If you forget, and we tell the older ones, like, because normally it would be, you know, it was kind of like Sophia would go with courage, right? Yeah. And then how do we have it? And then, and it was. No, I had courage. You had was, courage. Was a baby, so it was Sophia, Sophia and Sayla, and then Caleb Savannah. and Savannah, which was yeah. that was under Caleb and Savannah got together, and it was always like, it was like <laughs> throwing two cats in a gunny sack. They would just, <laughs> you know, and so. But, uh, but we'd say, hey, we'd look at the older one. Hey, if you lose your buddy, I'm blaming you. You're the oldest. Right? And they're, ah, that's not fair. I didn't ask you if it was fair. It's just the way it's going to work. So if you lose your buddy, I'm spanking you. Right? And so, <laughs> and so anyway, these are your buddies. Faith, hope, and love. Right? They're the buddies of today. Now, listen, I, and, I, and it was there, and it's, I'm going to read a note that comes right out of my study Bible. When it talks about here, the virtues of faith, hope, and love are necessary in this age. 
in the age to come. Now, again, and we hit back up to because I know we come from Baptist land living around these parts. And uh, many of our Baptist brethren will teach 1 Corinthians 13, especially the second half. We'll see this is why things of the Spirit have passed away. Mm-hmm. Because they, uh-huh, because they say that that which was perfect, they say, is the Bible. So when that which is perfect, the Bible has come. Now we don't need tongues and we don't need prophecy. Right? That, that's not what Paul is referring to. When that which is perfect is Jesus. When he returns. When Jesus returns, that which is perfect, him, will have returned. So does that, does that mean that's a bad translation? No, it's just that, well, it's, it's improper interpretation. It's not a bad translation. It's just an improper interpretation. Because you can't read in here anywhere it's talking about the Bible. Right. Right. Because, again, how do we know that? Who is love? God. Who told us that God is love? God. Well, John did, right? His BFF, right? So they. So God is Love. So he's he's talking here about Jesus, right? right? So in the age that is to come, faith gives way to sight. Yes. So you realize you're not going to need faith in heaven. Did you know right. that? Right. <laughs> you're not going to need to believe God in heaven. Right. Because he's going to be standing right there. Right. right. Yeah. Come on now, y'all. You're not going to have to believe God for healing. You're not going to have to believe God to have, have your, to, your needs met. Right. We won't have to envision. We, yeah. We're not going to have to. We, when do we need faith? Now. now. Remember what we said. Now abides. Okay. Now. Now. Now mm-hmm. abides. See, and, and the trick of the devil is he wants to get you away from your buddies. He wants to separate you from your buddies and get you hanging out with doubt. Yeah. Right? Get you hanging out with a different buddy. Yes, yes, yes. You see, but now, see, Paul here is telling us, hey, listen, we live in a time that is imperfect. We live in a time where we don't know. It's an imperfect time, right? We're still in, again, I love this. We, We live in a time of process. Did you... Did you realize you won't have to go through process in heaven? Right. <laughs> there'll be hallelujah. nothing. Hallelujah. There'll be nothing to process. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. You know, and, and so he says, hey, listen, we live in a time of process. I was a child. I acted this way. I grew up. And as I matured, I put down certain stupid stuff and I grew up. <laughs> right. And I, and I kept moving forward because I was in process. Right. Does, does that help you? Because now, now abides faith. Now abides hope because in the time that is to come, hope turns into experience. So would you say mm-hmm. then, because I, I hear you, uh-huh. and then I get all excited, and I'm like, okay, so tonight before bed, I'm going to meditate and, and hope, you know, because hope is mm. engaging Your our imagination. imagination. Hey, Tabitha. Hey, Tabitha is engaging our imagination and all this. And so I do that. And then the following day I might do it again. And then after that, you know, the enemy gets you distracted. There's yeah. a lot going on. You overslept, you whatever. You lost your buddy. You lost your buddy. So go and find so your then, buddy. So, but, yeah. Yes. But mm-hmm. would you say then that 
how, how do we, it's like a muscle that we're needing to strengthen, yes. right? It's yes. like a, a habit we're needing to make sure that we, um, it's not one of those automatic habits necessarily, but it's something you have to be intentional about all the yes. time. Yes. Yeah, because I feel like I've been working this on this for years. Yep. That's what and you said. I'm, I'm good for a couple <laughs> days and then I get derailed. And then I'm good for a few more days and I get derailed. I'm like, come on. <laughs> Here we're, here we're here again <laughs> are you sure this is what the lord asked you to share again yeah. tonight <laughs> well, I, well again so we've said this before so we got kids i mean again so y'all saw did y'all see courage tonight y'all you know you're standing there courage blitzing through the church what did he do? no he didn't do nothing okay. he ran through the church like oh. full tilt kids nine years old ever since he could walk ever since he could walk i'd say son you're in the church now, don't run in the church, not because it's unholy, but because there's people here. Yes. <laughs> and you'll, with hot coffee, with stuff in their hands. I mean, most of the churches we have, there's, there's, there's older people that if you hit them, you might knock them over, you know what I mean? You know, and stuff. And, and so all this kind of stuff, you know, and I'm not picking on any of our older people, I promise. I, I'm talking about other churches. This when we were in Iredale, yeah, when this we, was a lot. Yeah, when we were. That's true. I know. here. And so, so, yeah, that's right. So, and please, hey, and y'all know you can spank any one of the Holloman kids. If they do something stupid, just snatch. Especially that one. So, just snatch them up by the arm, heat up their backside and say, stop it. And and they'll say, okay. Y'all remember that day? I I know this is totally distracting. Y'all remember the day when anybody could spank you? Or was that just me? I remember the day, anybody, like you could be out there and you do something stupid and some stranger spanking you. And you're like, who are you? <laughs> and they look at you and go, I know your mama, she wouldn't want you to do that. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay, good. And then and then now how many of you had double jeopardy with your parents? And if that ever happened, and if somebody else gets you, you gotta come down here and tell me. Right? And then I'll get you again. And then until I went to school and it happened and they taught me about double jeopardy as an American citizen. You know what double jeopardy you can't be convicted for the same crime twice. That is one of our constitutional rights. So I applied that to my mom. Didn't work out real well, but I applied. That's when she taught me I didn't live in a democracy. I lived in a benevolent dictatorship. And so, and so, and so anyway, so, um, who was I going? Anyway, so. Somebody and say, Hey, lady, I did you a favor. <laughs> <laughs> so, but courage is running through the church. And I, and I said, Come here, son. Come here. I said, How long? Don't run in the church, right? What do you think? Yeah, okay, okay. Just don't. And so, how many of you, you were saying that? That's why God hadn't written a new book yet? Because yeah. <laughs> he's always grabbing bread. Come here. Come here, Come here, Brad. Come here. Don't. How many times do I have to tell you? Now abides. Faith, <coughs> and love. <coughs> right yeah. now, right now, yeah. right in this moment, now abides. And, and, and I encourage you, if you're here, now. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now. Today is the day of salvation. Now is the time of deliverance. Now. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and you're right, at times, and that's the, we lose our buddy. Yeah. We get distracted. Things happen. And I just want to say that if that happens, you've got to pop your head up and go, where's my buddy faith? Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> right. Where, where's my buddy hope? Yeah. Right. Where's my buddy love? Right. Right. I'm going to grab my buddies. Mm-hmm. 
because I'm, 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 I'm experiencing an unknown. Again, I've been listening lately. Again, the greatest challenge to our faith walk is when we don't know why. It truly is. It's not sickness. It's not disease. It's not poverty. It's not lack. The true test of faith is when you stand back and go, I, I just don't know. What do you mean by that? Well, you don't know. You don't know why things are happening. Oh, you, you don't know. Yeah, you don't know. I mean, again, like I say, you can look up and go, man, I'm doing everything I think I'm, I'm we can ask. We, and, and again, now remember I've told you before, yes, and I encourage us all to ask. My only caveat I add to that is, is we got to be big boys and big girls. My mom would say, you got to put your big boy britches on, right? Because sometimes you go to God and say, God, why? And he tells you, <laughs> and, you and you're like going, I didn't want to know that. <laughs> I wanted a different answer. <laughs> I wanted to be somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's kind of like, if I'm at, you know, Sophia now, who's, who's in, in Romania, by the way, be praying. Sophia is just Amen. having a great, she's come alive. Amen. We talked to her today. She sounds like you. And then so, so she's found her spot. She's found her people. You know, um, we have to make sure she gets on the plane home. So yes. it's, it's awesome. So she's doing great. Um, but when she was little, like little, little, Man, there was one time she was just super whiny. Now, all kids can be whiny, but they, she was just like over the top, like two, three, four times whiny than normal. And I remember going, what is up with this kid? Right? And I remember first time as, as a dad, truly the first time as a dad, I'd go in my spare room or wherever I was, shut the door and say, Lord, what's going on with this kid? Why is she so whiny? And just right in here, he said, oh, that's easy, son. You're whining about this at church, and you're whining because this hadn't happened, and you're whining over here about Selena, and this is going, and you're whining. And I'm like, okay, God, I got it. I got it. I got it. <laughs> Not what I wanted to hear, what you needed to but hear. what was true and what I needed to hear. And I had to go to myself and go, oh, and that's when God taught me, remember, son, you're a mirror. They just reflect you. Yeah. So, so when you go to correct your children, make sure you correct yourself first. And then you can correct them better. Does that make sense? But you have to be willing to hear that. And sometimes the reason why God is quiet when we pray is we really don't actually want to hear the truth. And, he's, and he practices his own word. Remember what Jesus said? Jesus said, hey, remember, don't throw your pearls before swine. Sometimes I'm the pig. <laughs> Sometimes I'm the pig, and, and, and God's like, I got some wisdom for you, buddy. I got some pearls right here. You're going to have to stop being a pig. Yeah. Remember, pigs are just self centered. Yeah. Y'all ever, ever fed? I'm assuming y'all fed pigs. I fed my friends' pigs. They are self centered creatures, right? Their eyes only point down to see just what's going on right now, Oof. right? Wow. And they will eat their own young to get to their own stuff, right? They will. So that's why Jesus said, hey, listen, you can't throw certain things to self-centered people mm. because self-centered people don't know how, they'll just think it's another piece of spaghetti, right? They'll just suck it up like spaghetti not learn and not learn anything. Does, does that make sense? <laughs> My kids right now would be saying, naughty. Naughty. <laughs> does, that, does that help, right? Yeah. So, 
So we can, and I say that, I agree totally, Ms. Teresa, we, we, we should, Lord, we can ask God why. I have just learned I have to be really, really ready for him to tell me. And so sometimes I'm real slow, right? So sometimes if I pray honestly and, and I, Lord, what's going on? And he's real quiet. I'm like, oh, oh, mm, mm, okay. There's, I got to start somewhere else first. He told me one time, if he told me everything right then, it would kill me. Yeah. And it's that whole, he'll walk you. He's a good father. Yes. Right? And sometimes, but, but we don't know. So what do we do when we don't know? We hang out with our buddies. Because now, in this moment, whatever you're facing, whatever it is, now. Now abides. And I love that word, that word. That now faith lives here. Now hope lives here. Now love, it lives with you in that moment. So it's there. It's not, you're not trying to get faith. You're not trying to get hope. You're not trying to get love because it lives right there with you in this moment. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. We just have to turn to it as a dear friend and say, faith, lead me. Hope, teach me. Love, guide me. Does that make sense? And be willing. Is, that, is this helping at all? Anybody tonight? Now abides, right? Because again, in the day to come, faith will give way to sight. Hope turns into experience. Love alone, truly, love alone is the only one that is eternal. That's why it is the greatest. Love will go with us into the future because it's him. And it never and it never fails, right? That's why love is the motor that makes faith work. That's why love is the image of hope. It paint, love paints hope. And again, we've said it before, so what is faith this whole several weeks? What's faith? What's faith? Our positive response to everything God has already done for us. And que gozo tenemos. And what joy we have. Because he's already given it to us. Yeah. Does that make sense? So faith is our positive. And hope is that confident, expectant imagination. Again, we are hoping. <laughs> right, Selena and I right now. It's the same word in the Greek language. Right? Oh, we're having a baby. I don't know if you knew that or not. We just, just found, found out. Just found out. Just put it in the group meeting on Tuesday. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. yeah it's so we. So we're having. So, but that's the that's the word. So what's happening now for us? That is the New Testament word for hope. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, I I I don't think it's a puppy. <laughs> Does that make sense? I don't think it's a kitty. Mm-hmm. Right. It's a it's a little person. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a little boy or a little girl. Or both, if it's twins. It could be either one. It could, we could get a double. I don't know. It could be, but I know it's going to be human, right? I know it's going to look like me. Hopefully it looks more like her, right? Does, does that make sense? 
he always thought of my joke, you know, all the kids got their looks from me because Selena still has hers. <laughs> and so, but, but do y'all get that imagery? Yes. See, that's hope. A confident, knowing expectation. Now, faith is the substance of what you hope for. Faith is the evidence of what's not yet seen. Does that make sense? Yeah. And that's our, those are our buddies. So when I face whatever I'm facing, again, I pray, you know, we've been talking about money over the part of this. When I'm facing financial challenge, amen. Faith tells me this is who my father is. He is my provider. He has always been faithful. Right, hope paints a picture. This is what he will do. This is how he will provide. Right, because of that hope, then faith is activated to say, okay, now I'll get up and I'll go to work. Now I'll get up and I'll expect when I go to work. Right, Mm -hmm. does that make sense? I'll expect that, that, that that which is on the inside of me literally changes things. Does that make sense? Does that, does that help at all? You know, it, it's that, that kind of, but now, now, now faith is. We, we, faith and hope cannot be used in heaven. They must be used here. Talks about faith and hope. Yeah. Like throughout the, all of his letters, I mean, like hope is an anchor for your soul. That's right. Which is a very present, mm-hmm. now experience. That's your right. Soul is seen. Absolutely. And how, because of God's love is shed abroad in your heart through the Spirit, you, your hope will never be ashamed or disappointed. That's right. It's like it all, it just keeps going back to, to that one. Absolutely. The, the theme of that is you're Absolutely. okay now. You're okay now. Even if you don't know what's going on, you're okay. You're okay. Does that make sense? And, and again, and, and it's the um, and help me know how to say this. And not that we should expect difficulties. Does that make for what I say? But at the same time, when difficulties come, like James said, they should get us excited. There should be a measure of, and again, hey, I'm I'm growing in this area. But I'm reading scripture right. What did we call about it a couple of weeks? James said, count it all joy when you fall into divers' trials and temptations. Right? And there should be inside of us like this. I mean, again, I'll, and I'll kind of last maybe thought for the night is it's kind of like, if you ever watched like, you know, the MMA fights or like wrestling, well, we talk about wrestling. You ever seen like the rest? And you know that they got people in those things that the hype people mm-hmm. and they kind of go, Oh, you know, they're kind of stirring up the, and you know, and you know, yeah. I, I, y'all, y'all redneck like I am. Come on. Y'all see that kind of stuff and kind of like, Oh, we'll see that's, that's what, that's what, again, when challenges come, that's what faith, faith and hope are like your hype, hype men. They're, they're in the corner going, oh, oh, it's all now. <laughs> oh, it's all now. God's about to show up and throw down. Here we go. That's awesome. And we should go get popcorn and be like, what's he going to do? <laughs> right? what's, gonna do? <laughs> what's he going to do? I don't know. Is he going to drop the, oh, yeah. <laughs> Come on. 
Does that make sense? Uh, Lucha Libre. He's like, he's like Nacho Libre. <laughs> Equal power. Anyway, but uh, sorry, bad, bad. How am I doing? So does that make sense? But now, now, and so just tonight. That's that's that's. I'll, I'll stop right there. Now, now, faith, hope, and love. Now they abide, right? So when when the when the unknown times come, we tuck in, right? How do we tuck into faith? Right here. How does faith come? How do you call your friend faith? You call him with the word. Does that make sense? Your friend faith answers to the call of the word. So so when you're facing stuff again, I mean, um, I mean, she's ridden with me enough over you know over the last decade we worked together. I mean, when when the trying of my soul happens, when I really am in struggle on the inside, I've got like a. Three or four songs I go to. Mm-hmm. And they all know. If they hear Keith Moore going, I trust you. Uh-huh. I tr- everybody goes, oh, daddy's fighting. Yeah. And just the whole That's house knows. Song. Everybody goes, oh, oh daddy's, daddy's fighting. Yeah. And, and we should. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And, and if we know each other well enough, we need to be the hype men. Come on. Come mm-hmm. on. It's going to be. Does, does that make sense? Yeah. You know, but, but those kind of things. Go to the word. Mm-hmm. Right. That's the time again, I encourage you, when, when the unknown times come is when we start shutting down other voices and amplifying the call to our friend faith. Yeah. Right? How do we call hope? We call hope with our imagination. Mm-hmm. We call hope with meditation. That's also meditation. Yes. It's when we, again, we might turn certain things off, certain images, and take the time to imagine Right, to imagine what God is going to do, to see in our, our mind. Again, I, I still haven't got to Paul's prayers, but I, I've, I've been like in my own brain. Paul in Ephesians chapter 1, and he prays, he says, that the eyes of your understanding would be enlightened. And that word understanding means your ways of thinking and feeling. So Paul's prayer to the Ephesians was is that the eyes, and we, we've all... I've seen it in my mind's eye. Anybody yeah. ever yeah. used or heard that phrase? I'm seeing it in my mind's eye. That's what Paul was talking about. Let that eye of your mind be enlightened, mm-hmm. right? And let it begin to see and begin to imagine and begin to go. And again, and, and just, I mean, again, we I'm, be transparent. Y'all have been gracious enough to, we had the, the family meeting the other Sunday and y'all talked and everybody was, we want to see you do well. So what I've started in my mind's eye, well, well when I get to six figures of an income, mm-hmm. what's that going to look like? Mm-hmm. Right? Better. Not, huh? Better. Well, not just better, but, what I mean, but here, now I haven't had a chance to talk to you yet. This is, oh. I'm sorry, this is, sorry. It's sorry. not the familia. Let's, let's see what I'm saying. But no. with the family. No. <laughs> I said it, it must be a family. Like, <laughs> Live with Audra, and she's like, "Well, I haven't been able to tell you this, but <laughs> <laughs> are you serious? We're live. We're live. We're live still I know, here. We're live. But but it's been I've been more inspired. Well, and, and just to be honest, where I have where I and I just where I have not been where and I'm just it's just me being clear to, as I hope where I have not genuinely I think in my heart ever been is I now and I'm saying that I now live to give. Yeah. Giving has always been a part of my life, 
but it's never been the center of my life. Mm-hmm. Same here, yeah. Same and so that's been a, an internal shift on the inside so that when I go and I imagine stuff, I don't sit there and think, okay, well, what bill will I pay first? Mm-hmm. Right? Or what X will I do first? It is, it is literally, Lord, who do you want us to give to first? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who, 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 who gets... As we prosper, who who gets and he and, and, and I said and you and he's beginning to show me people, yeah, and putting them in a pattern and saying when it happens it goes here it goes here oh, it goes awesome. here. Does that See, make the sense? The paradigm I grew up with was you live to serve, so giving was of your entire life, mm-hmm. right? So that's why we were at church so much serving because that was part of the pastoral family. My parents were pastors; they pioneered that church. And that church exploded in growth, but it was all about, no, no, we live to serve. Right. But it wasn't we live to give. Right. Because you were already giving so much of yourself, finances was not a thing. Right. You you didn't even think about that. I'm not even going to go there because I already do so much. Right. Right. And so that's a bit of a paradigm shift for me Mm -hmm. because I've always lived to serve. Right. But to live to give is different because serving is part of giving. Well, it comes from that verse, and again, Paul said, and I forgot to which of, of his churches, he said that you work with your hands so that you would have to give. Right. And Paul in that one verse says the reason why we work is to create a source to give. That's why we work. As Christ followers, that's the number one reason why we all get up and we go to work, wherever that is, is we're creating income streams so that we can give from that. Does that make? And I'm just talking about me. Does this, is this helping? Mm-hmm. Because why? Because now, now faith is mm-hmm. right. And so there's times I so I quiet down things. I amplify the word. I, I amplify my imagination. Why? Because when I come into the I don't knows, does that make sense? Yeah. It, it sense again. I mean, I'll be honest. Is this all right? Is this all right? I mean, so yeah. again, Selena, she says, I woke up. Whatever it was, Selena sent me a pic of a pregnancy test. <laughs> right, I was in Tennessee last, last weekend uh, for whatever it was like Sunday morning or whatever. I get up, I look, and I'm like, "Oh my!" And I look, and, and the first thoughts was, "This genuinely like, thank you, Jesus. That was truly my because we've been praying for this for a long time." For I'm like, "Well, thank you." And then the next thought behind it is, "Is okay." Okay. And now what do I do? That's right. And now what are we gonna do? <laughs> you know, and, and this different kind of stuff. And and so you tuck in and go, okay. I and again it goes, listen, and I and I'm at the point of which way will I choose? Yes. Which way will I choose? Which way will I choose? Prosperity the, and no one. What prosperity and no whining? Absolutely, I love it. <laughs> prosperity, I'm choosing prosperity and no whining. But 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 listen, because you can in that moment you can because again I'll just and be. I mean we don't have insurance. Yeah. Right. Self-employed. We're self-employed. Mm-hmm. Right. So there's a whole lot of immediate thoughts of that can come to mind, and you have to stop them. Yep. And I love that. Love this from Andrew Womack. You, if you want to to kill a thought, don't say it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because the moment, because the moment you speak that thought, you birthed it. Mm-hmm. 
You literally took something that came into here that is still in a realm very much higher than this one. Does that make sense? And you, and I don't mean you aborted worry before it was born. There are some things we need to abort. You can abort worry. You can abort fear. You can abort anxiety. How? I will kill it in the womb where it was trying to be born. Because it, the seed may have been planted, but I will not give birth to it with my mouth. Yeah. Now, again, I'm, I'm with it. I've got a bunch of illegitimate thoughts running around. <laughs> I've given birth to a lot of Ishmael's. Come on now. I'm just trying to be as raw and real as I know how. That's right. why I try to change that song that tries to play. <laughs> well, this is, but does that help? So, it, and then we, we come and we, and we hang with our buddies mm-hmm. because your buddies will begin to put other thoughts mm-hmm. in. Yeah, good ones. Good ones. Your buddies will begin to give birth into your mind of, uh, and then give birth to those. Speak those. Mm-hmm. Give life out of your mouth with those. Does that, does that, anyway, I hope that helps. Yeah. Amen. So, Father, we love you so much. Will continue to show this more and more to us, Lord. So much, uh, just kind of popping in in my my mind and heart. So just uh, help me know how to sort it. Uh, and we're just so grateful for these people. Yes. So 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 thankful. Can't tell you, Father, how grateful I am for those that call us their family. And uh, so we just go out today and tonight, and we look forward to tomorrow. We look forward to the newness of mercy. We look forward to the newness of opportunity. We look forward to the newness of your spirit uh, that will greet us when we wake up. Uh, Lord, we thank you for what you said in your word, Lord, that uh, Psalms 127, that tonight when we lay down and go to sleep, that we can have sweet sleep because you provide for us even while we're asleep. So, Lord, I thank you that you're taking care of us even when we're resting, Lord. You are moving. You are shaking. You are creating opportunity. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.